10% of people will probably get this over their lifetime. So that's a huge number. Again, it's not about saying don't go swimming, don't go outside, but if you're someone who's prone to infections, just dry out your ear after swimming and make sure you're not using those Q-tips. That's Dr. Christine DeMason. She's an assistant professor of otolaryngology in the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill School of Medicine. That means she's an eye, ear, nose, and throat doctor and surgeon. I'm a generalist, so I see a little bit of everything. So I see a lot of ear infections, a lot of tonsil issues, hearing loss, dizziness, ringing in the ear, thyroid nodules. Those are usually the main stuff, but we, we treat a, a lot of different things. Welcome to Well Said, Carolina's official storytelling podcast. It's summer, which means it's hot and humid. And it also means it's time for some trips to the beach, the lake, or the pool. For Christine, it also means she'll see a spike in patients who come in with a specific type of ear infection called swimmer's ear. Swimmer's ear is called acute otitis externa, but we know it more as swimmer's ear. It's basically an infection in the ear canal, so it's not behind the eardrum, it's in front of the eardrum. Middle ear infection, there's fluid behind the eardrum, and that's kind of the classic one we hear about, versus in otitis externa or swimmer's ear, there's inflammation of the ear canal itself. Oftentimes people have pain and tenderness, and if you press on your ear, it hurts. And that's kind of a way for you to tell, is this an ear infection swimmer's ear or is this an ear infection middle ear? Sometimes people have drainage, but not always. And some people have hearing loss if there's so much swelling that the ear canal swells, but it just depends. Swimmer's ear is one of the most common things Christine treats. About one in a hundred people in the United States will get it this year. So it's very common. Usually it's caused by a bacterial infection, most commonly either pseudomonas or staph infection. However, it can be caused, if it's chronic in nature, it can be caused by dry skin, eczema, or it also can be a fungal infection. Most commonly we see it in children, but again, adults can see it as well. And then swimmers, of course, as well as people with hearing aids, people who use Q-tips. So if you look on the box of the Q-tips, I urge everyone to go home today and look. Um, if you get nothing out of this today, get this, that you're not supposed to put Q-tips in your ear. So people who put Q-tips or bobby pins, some people put in their ear, anything like that. Other people who are at risk are people with really dry skin or eczema, people with other um, skin inflammation diseases like psoriasis, as well as people with immunocompromised diseases, such as people with diabetes or malignancies or HIV. Although it's called swimmer's ear, you don't actually have to go swimming to get it. As long as there's the right environment inside your ear for the bacteria or fungus to thrive, your ear could get infected. Swimmer's ear is a misnomer. We do see it in children who swim a lot. But adults get it as well, and more commonly adults get it um, when there's a lot of moisture in their ear. People who wear hearing aids or use Q-tips are also more likely to get it, and people with actually a lot of earwax. The earwax can trap kind of the moisture in there and cause an infection. Really anything that causes moisture in the ear can cause an infection. We see it in people who work outside where it's hot and humid just like it is today. Um, that's very common. 
don't worry, you can still go swimming. But maybe you just add something else to the bag you take with you to the pool. It doesn't mean you can't go, you know, swimming, but if you are prone to getting ear infections, then we usually recommend either drying your ear out after going swimming with a hairdryer on low setting, or you can also use acidic eardrops. You can buy them over the counter. They're usually called swimmer's eardrops, or you can just make it at home. It's just a one-to-one mixture of rubbing alcohol and white vinegar. And also, um, if you're prone to this, you can get ear molds made for your ear to help protect. But the general public who doesn't usually get it, you know, you can swim probably without risk. But if you're someone who ends up getting one of these every year or so, it's really important to dry your ear out and keep it clean. 10% of people will probably get this over their lifetime. So that's a huge number. Again, it's not about saying don't go swimming, don't go outside, but If you're someone who's prone to infections, just dry out your ear after swimming and make sure you're not using those Q-tips. Usually I tell people with eczema to actually use mineral oil in their ear because it lubricates the ear and causes the flakiness and the dryness to stop without adding moisture to the ear. After you go swimming and don't dry out your ear, it might start to hurt. That's when it's time to see Christine or someone like her. By the time patients come to see me or their primary care, they really need an antibiotic eardrop if it's a bacterial infection. The most common ones are cortisporin drops or ofloxacin drops. There also is some that actually have a steroid in them called Cipridex, and the steroids help with the inflammation and pain, so often we'll prescribe that as well. Not treating the infection could cause other serious health problems. You can get a um, cellulitis of the ear or a bone infection deeper in the ear canal. You can get really sick in the spread of the bacteria to other places in the body. However, most swimmers' ears can be treated with just eardrops alone without needing oral antibiotics or any other treatment. The other thing that's really helpful when you have this is to have someone clean the ear, as in a physician clean the ear. The act of just kind of cleaning it all out, getting the moisture out, getting the infection out is one of the best things to treat it. So enjoy a trip to the pool or the lake or the beach, but make sure you're taking care of your ears too. That way you won't need Christine to treat a painful ear infection. And that'll make it easier to listen to our podcast. If you like WellSet, share a comment on Twitter at UNC or email us at wellset at unc.edu. And please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week. But before you go, Christine wants to remind you one last time not to use Q-tips. When you put the Q-tip in the ear, you're actually scratching the ear canal and you're removing the protective layer of wax that is there to help prevent bacterial infections. Cotton swabs. They actually push the earwax in, so you actually think you're cleaning your ear, but it's probably pushing it deeper down into the ear canal. So it actually is going to be more of a problem later if you're doing that. If you want to just clean the outside, you can just clean the outside with a washcloth. But if you have a problem with earwax, then I would either go to your primary care or ENT to help with that.